Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. You only want what's best for your baby. And so does BJ's. BJ's offers a variety of baby products that will take you from playtime to bath time to bedtime and beyond. Shop now through September 24th at BJ's for $3 off Johnson's, Aveeno, or Desitin baby products. Only the best will do when it comes to caring for your little ones and for parents, too. Give your baby that special care and save big at BJ's. Welcome to The Approach Shot, the golf show that's more laughs than links, more stories than strokes, more guffaws than golfers. Here are the hosts of The Approach Shot, John Ashton and Neil Michaels. It is time. I love this time. Time, time, time. (laughs) Your echo chamber works. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps on this petty pace day by day to the last eons of forgotten time. Wow. That's um, impressive. That's that's English major. <laughs> that's, that stuff is just there, man. Every once in is a that, while, it bubbles back up to the top, and there that, you go. Is that Shakespeare? Is that Robert Frost? Yeah, it's one yeah. of those. One of those guys. <laughs> how, how interesting that you would remember the quote, but you don't remember who wrote it. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't push my luck. <laughs> However, I can do what a piece of work is, man. Another time, time, time. (laughs) Request only. We've got time, time, time together today, and we've got reasons for you to spend your time with us. We have two big reasons. First, why don't we introduce ourselves? I'm Neil Michaels. Oh, you are. And I'm John Ashton. There you go. Yes, together this is (laughs) the approach shot. (laughs) In case you stumbled upon us and thought, what the hell did I just tune into? (laughs) There you go. We're back on track here a little bit. Yeah, we'll we'll get the whole thing down soon. We have have two great (laughs) guests today. Before I introduce them, I wanted to tell you something, John. I know that we always talk about our families and our wives and stuff. Mm -hmm. I had one of those moments where I was eternally grateful to be married to the lady I'm married to. This past weekend, um, Sunday comes along, and I know there's a honeydew list, mm-hmm. and we have uh, a, a lot of stuff in the backyard we've got to do. My wife uh, sees me outside, and she says, uh, so, uh, you know, it's like 11.55, okay? Thank, <laughs> thank, thank you, Big Ben, for that. And, and the temperature goes, is? <laughs> she goes, five minutes to Aaron Rodgers, get your butt in the house. <laughs> Well, all right then. <laughs> if you insist, honey, I'll just go ahead and save the other stuff for, you know, like never. <laughs> so I just thought if I ever get on and complain about my wife at any time, please do remind me that she forced me to watch football instead of doing chores. Okay. So should Tampa Bay beat Green Bay for yes. representation in the Super Bowl? Are you out of luck? No, no. I actually have. Uh, I'm, I'm lucky on both ends. She she likes Tom Brady. She okay. thinks he's remarkable. She respects him. She doesn't love him. But Aaron Rodgers is, you know. Yeah, that's, I understand. She said, you know, he's not, it's not that he's handsome. He is. But he's just got so much swagger and so much style. I, I can live with the fact that um, you love him more than me because you'll never meet him. So <laughs> there you we're go. probably good. I love Besides, that commercial he does for State Farm where he thanks the the agent for the for the Rogers rate. And the guy says, it's, "I don't have a Rogers rate." And they're on the golf course, yes. <laughs> and he puts the iron back and takes the driver out and goes, "Well, okay then." <laughs> right. <laughs> I love it. The, the, the perfect line. Did that come down yet? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of coming down, yes, I'm just I'm just now coming down from the thrill of talking to our first guest today. If you're a baseball fan of any kind, uh, this guy played in the major leagues for nine years. He's been um, an announcer for baseball on Fox and an Emmy Award winner on the New England Sports Network, otherwise known to those of us in the know as Nesson. Nesson. Uh, our guest today is. The psycho Steve Lyon. 
Jones. The dude is hilarious. And who else is hilarious? Big John Richardson. Very cool dude who uh, has been living in that comedy mecca of Evansville, Indiana. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes. Prior to moving to Evansville, Indiana, however, he lived here in Louisville, Kentucky, where I am, yes. and listened to me on the radio. Isn't that amazing? So you finally found your listener. I did. <laughs> You're the one! <laughs> He'll be our featured comedian on Golf is a Funny Game. Golf is a Funny Game. And hopefully that one radio listener has multiplied a little bit. Hopefully there's four or five of you around now that are sticking around and will be with us when we come right back. This is the approach shot. It's going to be great. Trust us. We know these things. We'll be right back. Texting enrolls you into recurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Men, want to feel younger, stronger, leaner? You don't have to slow down after 40. Frank Thomas found the secret to staying in shape with the energy and drive of his 20s. Man, you look like you could still hit it a mile. I feel great, too. What gives? After 40, men slow down. It's harder to stay in shape. Why? Our free testosterone levels drop. It happened to me. And then I found Nugenics Total T. New Nugenics Total T is our most powerful man-boosting formula ever because it boosts your free testosterone and your total testosterone. Nugenics Total T helps provide even more energy, performance, testosterone, and muscle-boosting ingredients for even better results. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T, text GRIT to 321321. Samples are not available in stores. Well, wait. When are you going to do something about it now? I got to try Nugenics Total Tea. Text GRIT to 321321 for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. That's G-R-I-T to 321321. Thanks for joining us today on The Approach Shot. Today we have with us a guy that I am uh, a, a little more than a little excited to talk to. He is a nine-year veteran of Major League Baseball and a three-time Emmy Award-winning broadcaster for the New England Sports Network. Today, we have with us Steve Psycho Lyons. <laughs> so, Steve, did, did you play in the 86 World Series? You did, didn't you? I did not play in the 86 World Series because I uh, I got traded away. I don't think it was the trading deadline or mm-hmm. even if they called it that back then, but I got traded in late June for Tom Seaver. Oh. So I ended up uh, <laughs> watching the 86 World Series from the top of the Prudential building when I was mm-hmm. back home after obviously the White Sox didn't go anywhere and the Red Sox continued on. Right. You know, I'm a baseball geek. I'm looking through notes, you know, to prepare for today. And I was like, Son of a gun. He was traded in 1986 for Tom Seaver. Straight up. <laughs> one yeah, for one. Have, you would think that would be a nice feather in my cap. It didn't help me much. And he sure <laughs> didn't like the fact that he was traded. Um, of course, with the passing of Seaver here recently, uh, you know, my name kept popping up in the news as the guy that was traded for him. People were like, what? <laughs> you know, obviously, uh, Seaver was at the very tail end of his Hall of Fame career, and I was trying to just get mine established. And right. uh, I thought it would be great because I figured, you know, the White Sox, you know, had maybe some better plans for me than what the Red Sox had because I wasn't playing much for them. Problem was they, they fired Tony La Russa literally the day that they traded for me. <laughs> So I think it was Tony LaRusso that wanted me there. Uh-huh. And when Jim Fregosi took over as manager, he literally didn't know who I was. They're always good when the manager doesn't have any idea. <laughs> nope. You didn't like you didn't carry a copy of your baseball card or anything to show him? Yeah, or? dude, I should have. <laughs> slipped one into his back pocket That's or something. Right. <laughs> so 1986 was also, speaking of that year, was also the year that you played in a game where you played all nine positions, including pitcher and catcher. Is that right? That was in 1990. But yeah, I got a chance to play all nine. You know, in 1989, I had had a a decent year for the White Sox. We weren't a very good team, but I I did get a little bit of playing time that year and probably one of my better seasons. And then in 1990, when that rolled around, you know, my playing time went through the floor. And Mm -hmm. I think I probably realized that I might be going back to being a utility player because, you know, they had traded for Scott Fletcher and he was going to play second base. Frank Thomas had come up at the end of 89. So he was, you know, on his way to stardom playing first base. Mm -hmm. We had other established guys playing other positions. So I kind of, you know, looked around saying, I'm probably not going to get a chance to play as much, even though I had one of my better years. So I had asked uh, Jeff Torborg if I could do it because I knew I could do it. And there were only two other guys ever to do that. And that was uh, 
Cesar Tovar and Campa Campanera. So I figured, <laughs> you know, it'd be nice. He he told me that if we clinched the division, uh, he would let me do it before the season was over. And I was like, but we stink. <laughs> so we're not going to clinch any division. So we worked it out. It used to be where the White Sox would play the Cubs every year. And this was before the advent of, of interleague play. So I got to I got to do it all nine positions in Wrigley. So yeah, that was something that I was pretty proud of because it was it's something that very few people can do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, something else to being with New England Sports Network now, you have a long line of very, very great broadcasters behind you. A, a lot to live up to. I mean, because I, I grew up there. And and when I first started listening to the Red Sox on the radio, it was uh, Kurt Gowdy was doing a play-by-play. Mm-hmm. And then Dick yep. Stockton started doing play-by-play. I mean, some of the best play-by-play guys in the world were play-by-play guys for the Red Sox. Of course, now we have Jerry Remini. He's been doing it for like 35 years. The guy won't step down and let me have a crack at it. Like, no way, dang it. Come on. You know, and and Eckersley's there. And, you know, uh, me and Eck have had such a great time working together when we were doing pre- and post-game shows Mm -hmm. because – Neither one of us really care. We're going to say what we think. And that always that gets both of us in trouble a lot with the Red Sox and Nesson because they tend to want you to be a little bit more of a homer, which I am. I yeah. love it when they win. I want them to win. As you well know, Boston's a town that is uh, very smart as far as their education on baseball and mm-hmm. all sports. They The fans yeah. know what's going on. So if you sugarcoat it for them, then you just look bad. Yeah. Unfortunately, the, the organization really does want you to say nice things about them all the time. And, you know, I've been there seven years and they finished in last place three of those seven years. Mm. Now, they've won a World Series, too. But right. when you have a $200 million payroll and you finish in last place, I can't just sit there and say, hey, everything's OK. <laughs> right. And right. so I get myself in trouble a little bit by doing that. But who, who do you blame that on? Is it the, the general management up top or the manager in the dugout or who's it's a mystery i gotta tell you <laughs> yeah, right. I always hear through the grapevine <laughs> steve you're being a little too critical so no one's ever stepped up and said it to me personally okay but i always hear oh you know that's steve he's you know he's the most critical analyst that they have well, you know, tell me, you know, what am I supposed to say? You know, you, you lost seven games in a row or what am I supposed to say last year when it was nearly a historical season for all of baseball, not just the Red Sox organization, that they nearly had the worst team ERA in the history of the game. Yeah. Am I supposed to say it's OK? You know, <laughs> They'll get them next time. <laughs> you know, as long as there are the Orioles, you'll be okay. And, and, you know, I played Major League Baseball. It's not easy. And I'm I'm not the guy that will say, that guy stinks. Because it's just, you know, it's, it's a hard game. The Red Sox were running guys to the mound to pitch in Major League Baseball games that had no business being anywhere near the Major Leagues. You know, mm-hmm. these guys were already had their chances and they got roughed up their entire career. They had career ERAs of 10 Mm -hmm. and we're running these guys out there to try to get outs in a major league baseball game Mm -hmm. for a team called the Boston Red Sox. You you just can't do that. Historically, that has always been the problem with the Red Sox is their pitching has been Jim Lomborgs and people like that who pop up now and again, their, their pitching has been historically very suspect. Yeah, I mean, in, in these days, it, I think everyone's pitching is pretty suspect. <laughs> but, you know, they went through a period of time where, you know, obviously in 18, they had good pitching in, you know, mm-hmm. hey, you win a World Series when all of a sudden you have a guy that wins a Cy Young and you have a couple other guys that can help them out. So right. the problem with baseball is, you know, the, the old National League used to have it right. You know, pitching and defense will win championships for right. you. Mm-hmm. The American League has almost always been built on offense. Right. And you can hit the ball out of the park all you want. Uh, like the Yankees, you know, mm-hmm. all the home runs that they hit all season long. But all it takes is like two days where your offense goes into a little bit of a struggle and all of a sudden you're into a seven-game series and you're already down two games to nothing. Yeah, You know, if they shut down your offense, you're, you're in big trouble. Yeah, yeah. when Porcello won the, the Cy Young a couple of years back, I think everybody who is a baseball fan and maybe a lot of Red Sox fans kind of went, Rick Porcello? I mean, he's a, he's a solid pitcher, but a Cy Young winner? And did I think he went twenty-two and four that year, or some outrageous wins and loss total? And here he comes. And then the next year, you know, it was really weird too. The next year, he had virtually the same season. He just didn't have the offensive production on the other side. I mean, I had made a case at one time. Here's another reason why that you know they keep thinking I was the most critical. And I loved Rick Porcello, great mm-hmm. guy, you know, stand-up guy. Mm-hmm. Everything fell into place for him, but he had an ERA of. 
darn near five, I think, when he won the Cy Young uh, because he got the most run support of any pitcher in baseball. And then the very next season, he was doing basically the same thing. And I had made a case outside of one start where he looked really good. He could have been like two and 14 at one point in the season, but Mm -hmm. because he did occasionally get some good support, he'd he'd give up six runs, but the Red Sox would score eight and he'd still get the win. So his win-loss totals looked ugly that season. Really, it was pretty much the same Adam, guy. I'm sorry. Going into 2021, the Yankees are loaded and looking for more. Tampa Bay just, you know, went to the World Series. The Blue Jays look really good, and they're hungry to go add some free agents. How do the Red Sox look? They don't look good. <laughs> <laughs> they were terrible last year, and they haven't done anything yet. Obviously, at, at the time of this podcast, I mean, they just they've been they haven't made any real moves. You know, they need pitching. They need a second baseman. They need bullpen help. In my opinion, they need a left fielder. You know, I don't think, uh, you know, now I'm starting to hear that Ben Intendi might be on the trading block, which would, all due respect, when he first came up, I thought he had such a pretty left-handed swing that he'd be a guy that was going to be really tough to get out. But he's turning into a guy sort of like I was. He doesn't have a command of the strike zone right now. So, he has a really pretty swing, but he swings at a lot of bad pitches that you can't hit no matter how good your swing is. So he's got to rectify that situation. And it's been a couple seasons now. So he's done nothing but kind of go the opposite direction. And I'm not so sure that, you know, if if they get any kind of offer for him, they would they would move him. Now, I would think that he'll probably get better because that's always what happens when you trade away a guy and he comes sure. back and bites you. Yeah. Uh, but he should get better. But he hasn't shown the signs uh, over the last couple seasons that he's going to do that with the Red Sox. He's got Will Clark's swing, but he doesn't have Will Clark's skills yet. The yeah. Red Sox, though, they're notorious for doing that. I mean, you know, Johnny Damon, he gets traded to the Yankees. In Ellsbury, he gets traded to the Yankees. And, I mean, it's like anybody but the Yankees, please. Uh, they won't trade him to the Yankees. Usually when guys go to the Yankees, you know, except for what was it? Well, it was Ellsbury. Ellsbury left as a free agent. Mostly guys will leave as a free agent and they'll go sign with the Yankees. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, you know, and they usually want to go to New York for the big money and, and yeah. it kind of works out. You know, Boggs ended up going there. Clemens went there. Mm-hmm. Johnny Damon, all the guys that you've mentioned. Yeah. But, you know. Uh, you look at a guy like Ellsbury, who actually went to the same college I went to at Oregon State. What did he sign? A $146 million deal, whatever it was, 10, 12 years ago. That ended up being a terrible deal for the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That was not a good deal for the Yankees. So occasionally some guys will get away and you're like, yeah, good thing we did. <laughs> right, right. And when you said, though, that, that I got to tell you a story. When, when you said baseball is a tough game. I'm in Louisville, Kentucky. People come to visit. I take them to the Louisville Slugger Museum. They have a display there where you stand in a batter's box. It's on video, but 60 feet away, there is a major league pitcher throwing a 90-mile-an-hour fastball. And I swear, that thing, you hear it hit the catcher's mitt behind you before the pitcher finishes his motion. How can you hit one of those, man? My favorite line is, uh, that sounded a little down and away to me. <laughs> I don't think that was a strike. It's repetition. You know, you come up with it. So, you, you know, you don't start off hitting 90-mile-an-hour fastballs. You know, you start off in the third grade mm-hmm. hitting whatever your father lobs up there. And then right. as you evolve, guys throw harder and you keep evolving. And, you know, guys certainly bite the dust. And, you know, the cream rises to the top and the best players end up playing Major League Baseball and the other guys – you know, sell shoes for a living or do whatever it is right. they do. We've talked to a couple of uh, football quarterbacks who basically, whether it's adrenaline or whatever, but the time seems to slow down for them. What takes them, you know, 1.3 seconds to do feels a lot longer than that. Is it the same thing when you're facing a, a fastball? It seems longer to get there than the minuscule amount of time it actually takes to travel that far? No. No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Well, okay, then. <laughs> that mechanism. I never learned how to slow down. The thing got faster. I felt like it was 115. You know, I thought it was always funny when guys would say, well, you know, I try to read the seams. If I can read the seams, I can tell you what pitch it is. But during the game, I was unable to do that. Everything speeded up for me. All I ever saw was a white blur that would go. <laughs> you're telling me you're reading the seams. I'm calling BS on that because I can't see anything. I heard Wade Boggs say the same thing. He said, I just look at that little red dot. And everyone goes, yeah. what little red dot? <laughs> Jody Reed told, I told Jody Reed, I said, how do you stay off that bad slider down and away? He goes, well, I just, I look at the seams. If I see the, if I see the dot, if I see it's a slider, I don't swing at it. 
I'm like, you know when I know it's a good slider? After I swung at it. And I look back at it and I'm like, damn, that was a good slider. Over your nine-year career, speaking of that, you hit 19 home runs, two a year. And didn't you hit two in your first game? I thought I owned it. Right? Man. I this crap's going to be easy. <laughs> and I tell people that too. They're like, well, what's the highlight of your career? What was the best day you ever had? I'm like my first day. <laughs> that basically means that the rest of my nine year career was a steady <laughs> decline from that day. Talk <laughs> about peaking early. Yeah. Today, if you hit 252 and had some occasional pop and stole a base every once in a while and were a super utility player, how much money could you make? Well, it's funny. You know, people talk to, to me about that all the time. I mean, the most money I ever made in a season was $650,000. And to me, that was a lot of money, but I was still one of the lowest paid players on the team. But I, I would I figure I would probably make maybe a million and a half a year if I was the same guy now in today's game that I was, you know, my last year was 1993. I think the signing bonuses are amazing. <laughs> I was a I was the I was the nineteenth player picked in the country in nineteen eighty one and I got fifty five thousand dollars. The nineteenth player picked in the country last year probably got three million dollars to sign. Mm. I made less than two point five million dollars in my entire career. Steve Lyons, not only do we get to show off about how much baseball we love, being baseball geeks, but he plays golf. And we're all golf geeks too. Maybe we should come back and talk about golf in the middle. Let's do that. We'll be right back. This episode of The Approach Shot is sponsored by Blue Chew. Hey guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Well, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed with BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Hey, this is Neil Michaels, and for a limited time, listeners of The Approach Shot visit bluechew.com, and you'll get your first order for free when you use our special promo code APPROACH. Just pay the $5 shipping. You heard right. Your first order of Blue Chew chewables is free. Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance, and honestly, which of us couldn't use a little boost sometime? Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. They're made in the USA, and Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, so they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Hey, remember, for listeners of The Approach Shot, visit bluechew.com and get your first order for free when you use our special promo code APPROACH. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com promo code approach to try it for free. Hey, thanks for hanging and we are back. I am John Ashton. He is he is Neil Michaels. He is. It says it on my business card. And we have Stephen Lyons, former Major League Baseball player, current Major League Baseball broadcaster and a golfer. Now you were, you were at a tournament not too long ago. Yeah, I just came back from Palm Springs. I, I got to play in a little uh, three-day tournament over there with a practice round before. It's kind of interesting because I played in a ton of charity tournaments. I, I played in a one Pro-Am years and years and years ago. And I didn't play golf as a kid. I, I've probably been playing for 20 years, but probably for the first 10 years, I played once a year. And now I, I probably played more this last year in a, in a calendar year than I've played in the previous three or four years before that. I'm not getting any better. I, I hit, I grew up my whole life hitting a baseball left-handed, mm -hmm. but when I got my clubs so many years ago, they said, there are no good left-handed golfers. You got to play golf right-handed. So I've played golf right-handed my whole life. I don't have a pretty swing. I've had neck surgery. I'm 60 years old. I have no flexibility. I can't turn away from the ball. I never put the same swing on it twice. And as soon as I get to my backswing, the only thought in my mind is, what am I going to do now? <laughs> Somebody watch this for me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
My, my great story. I should have won. And I got to play in the seniors division because it was 60 and over. And there was like five guys there and I should have won it. Although that, that I did play the final round with the two guys that I was supposed to beat. One guy shot 80 with a nine handicap and the other guy uh, shot 83. I don't know what his handicap was, but he beat me by a stroke. So I ended up not winning the tournament, but I completely choked. I spit, spit the bit. I shot 92 that day. Mm. The day before, I was going to have the best round I've ever played in my life. I shot 43 on the front and complained about it the whole time because I never made a putt, was not happy about the way I was playing. But I always feel like I'm a good back nine player. Mm -hmm. And I rattled off seven straight pars on the back nine. Wow. Without making a putt outside of 12 inches. I I did not make any putts, but I didn't, I didn't ever three putted. Mm -hmm. So I'd always putt close, tap it in. Then I bogeyed 17, 18. There was a par five, kind of a dog leg left. And I thought I'm I'm not messing with the corner. I'm just going to hit it straight. I'm going to, you know, be on in three, take my par and have one of my best rounds ever. I somehow just yanked it left. It went around the corner, but my partner said, you know what? You probably should hit a provisional because it might be OB. And I was mad about that because I didn't think it was OB. Mm -hmm. So I dropped another one, hit it, hit the exact same shot. But we go up there. We see two balls lying within two feet of each other, (laughs) three feet out of bounds. I have to go back. I'm hitting five (laughs) off the tee. It took a freaking nine. (laughs) I took a nine to shoot like a 84. I probably would have shot like a 77 or mm-hmm. 78. And that's, that would have been the best round I've ever played. In my you know, life. that's a kiss of death for golfers though, is to, to add up your score around hole for number 15. Yeah. I should never have no, done that. Cause then you go, well, <laughs> if I just par the last three, I'll no, Cause then it's sevens no. and eights all the way home. Nine. <laughs> nine. I still had fun though. I you know, golf for me is a, a, a good chance to swear at myself for four hours. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, so you're a little competitive still. Yeah, it's stupid. I get upset sometimes. Not, not, not brutally. Not like my friend, the guy I was playing with. He'll, he'll throw some clubs, and you know, he'll mm-hmm. slam some stuff down. Oh, I might drop an f f bomb under my breath, but I know I'm not that good. So it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to get crazy when you hit a bad shot because I'm going to hit a ton of them. The occasional good shots that keep me coming back and. Like I said, the first two rounds I played, I, I did a lot of good things. And my ball striking was way better. I mm-hmm. actually hit a green in regulation every once in a while. I'm an excellent chipper around the greens because I never hit the green in regulation. So I'm always <laughs> around the green. <laughs> a lot of practice. <laughs> I didn't putt well, as I said, but things, it was the weirdest thing. I did not feel like I played well, but I scored yeah. well. I shot 82, 84, and then I blew up the last day and shot 92. Yeah. But, you know, I'm a... I'm a 15 handicap, so I'm supposed to be shooting 92. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other, the other side of that same coin is, you know, you can you can shoot real well, but not score well, and that's right. even more that's frustrating. Yeah. But I, I had a a golf instructor or golf instructor friend, but I said I need to get some some lessons on my short game because I'm always short of the green. And he said, you don't need to learn how to chip; you need to learn how to hit a seven iron. I don't drive the ball long, but I mean, you know, I'll hit it. 240, 250 sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm 140 yards out, I should be able to hit the green, yep. you know, eight, yeah. eight, seven iron, something. Yep. Just I just kind of tug everything left because I come over the top and it's have you it, ever taken lessons? You know, I'm glad you asked me that question because we were talking about this the other day. I took like four lessons from a guy. You know, I think the season started and I had to go away and mm-hmm. never went back. But when I talk to people about playing baseball, I understand how to play baseball. I get it. Everything makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Now, if I had to try to teach you something, I might not get it if you're not getting it. I don't understand. I'm telling you exactly what you're supposed to do. Well, in golf, this guy was trying to tell me, you know, he said, you, you get a little whippy with your hands. Like you get your hands through a little too quick. He goes, what you want to do is take a swing and you want to feel like the last thing that comes through to hit the ball is your hands so that you get some lag there with the club head. And then it comes through. I didn't understand. I can tell you what he was trying to tell me. Mm-hmm. I know what he was trying to tell me, but I couldn't feel that at all. Yeah. I had no feeling or concept yeah. what it what it meant that you know drove me crazy because I didn't know what he was trying to do for me. Right. I do another uh, podcast called This Weekend Golf Guys, and my co-host on that, excuse me, my co-host on that one is uh, number one golf instructor in the state of Indiana, according to Golf Digest magazine. He won't tell you how to do anything. He'll put a club in your hand and he'll say, "Swing it." Yeah, and he'll watch you do it, 
And then from what you do, he will make whatever adjustments and he speaks English. It's so, it's so yeah. refreshing to have, because he didn't even tell me, he didn't say to, to uh, open up my stance. He said, move your left foot back a little bit. And I'm going, oh, you're yeah, there you go. You know, speak English. Yeah, he speaks English. And, uh, yeah. and that's why he's the number one man is great. And he's gotten me down to a nine handicap from an inability oh, to go. hit the ball straight wow. about six years yeah. ago. So. Yeah, you're you're just like that nine handicap that ended up beating me yesterday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a nine handicap that shot his three rounds were eighty two, eighty, and seventy nine. Yeah, yes, yeah, I'm usually around eighty two, eighty somewhere in there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, me too, around hole 14. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I shoot in the 70s. I refuse to play if it gets any warmer than that. Yeah. Hey, I know we're talking golf here, but I cannot let this go by. This year is the 30th anniversary of the Moon Man. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, for those people who don't know, could you tell them what happened in your own words? Uh, I was playing in Detroit 1990. You know, I used to try to do anything I could to get a hit. So I used to drag bun a lot. So I'd, I'd pull the ball with me. I'd basically try to bunt the ball to the second baseman and then try to beat everybody to first. You know, if you can get the pitcher to take one step towards the ball, if you can get him to think he has a chance to get the ball that you're bunting, you can automatically beat him to first because now he's got to change direction a little bit. If the second baseman, if you can get the first baseman and second baseman to both try to go field the ball, it vacates the base. So there's nobody there to get you out. In this one, it didn't work out quite that way, and there was a play at first. And usually I got so excited when I saw first base that I wanted to get there so quickly, I dove headfirst into first base. And I was out. If they had replay again, they would overturn the call. But he called me safe. So Cecil Fielder was arguing, and Dan Petrie, who was the the pitcher, they were all yelling and screaming at the umpire. And I was listening to them, and I literally forgot where I was standing (laughs) because I was just in tune to them. And all that dirt was running down inside of my pants, down my legs, and it didn't feel that good in there. So I unbuckled my pants, unzipped them, pulled my pants down to my ankles to get the dirt out. <laughs> I totally forgot that I was still standing on first base. <laughs> it's kind of a brain cramp, you know? I, I watched the video probably a half dozen times. When your pants got to about your knees, I think that's when you realized what you were doing. Yep. And you just kind of kept going anyway. And then th- you're right out in the middle of the field. There's nowhere to hide, not even behind Cecil Fielder. <laughs> yeah. And you just started cracking up. And it was just, it was brilliant. It was I, great. I got, I was, I got a lot of phone calls out of that. I was, I was trying to get some dates. <laughs> you know what happened is the next guy hit a, a ground ball. It wasn't a double play. I got forced out at second. And if you remember the old crummy dugouts in Detroit, it was like a little bunker there. There wasn't, it was, it was the old Tiger Stadium. But when I came running back to the dugout and took two steps down, there was a, like people were throwing money, you know, like throwing, <laughs> people, throwing money down into the dugout. I got like eight bucks. <laughs> you throw money at Reggie in right field. <laughs> Wasn't that good? Talk so over your career, you uh, you earned one million two hundred thousand and eight. <laughs> There's some page in there too. That's going to did cement your legacy. So there, there's that part too. It's the hardest thing I ever did, really. Sad that that's one of the things that you're best known for, but but it worked. You were hustling. We all like to be known for like a you know game six, game seven, big home run to win it for you. But no, nope, that uh, will never be my legacy. <laughs> well, John, you know what? With that in mind, I've got a six pack. That's going to be fun, and we yeah. come right back and we'll do it. Stick with us on the approach shot. I can't get my computer to work. Let me help you with that. How'd you do that? I just got techie with geeks on site. Our geeks literally come on site. No need to stop what you're doing or block off time. We come to your home, office, or wherever you are. And we don't just fix whatever computer issues you might be having. We explain and teach you along the way. We'll help you instantly. Call 877-518-3283. That's 877-518-3283. Hey, welcome back to The Approach Shot. He's got his six questions. Hopefully, Steve, you've got six answers. Let's go. All right. Steve, who is the person that you have most enjoyed playing golf with? Uh, Charles Barkley. Oh, cool. Very nice. Fun to watch because he's so bad. Yeah. 
Exactly. <laughs> he does have an odd swing. <laughs> All right, living or dead, who would you most like to play around with? And it does not have to be a professional golfer. Huh. Um, you know, I'd say someone like Tiger Woods or something, but I'd be so embarrassed about my game up against his. It wouldn't be fun for him, that's for sure. I'd like to play, you know, I'd like to play with um, a guy I grew up with who I think is one of the greatest all-around athletes of all time, but I never played golf with him, is Danny Ainge. Oh, yeah. Ooh. yeah. There you go. I know John's a Celtics fan. So oh, that's yeah. A, another that's another a Boston boy. What's your favorite golf word? Starts with an F. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see. Uh, my favorite golf word is something that uh, I got a chance to use twice during this tournament in this weird little game that we played, little nine-hole scramble thing. Albatross. Hmm. Uh, I love my that. partner had two of them. Cool. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's impressive. We all know you as Psycho, but do you have another nickname that most people don't know? How R-rated is the podcast? <laughs> um, John can edit. <laughs> my first nickname in minor league baseball was questions. And I guess just because I, you know, came from Oregon state, you know, rained on us most of the time. I, I didn't know what was going on when I first started playing pro ball. Pro ball. So I, I asked a lot of questions and they were like, man, knock it off. You know, <laughs> Stop being inquisitive. We don't need that here. Yeah. Drive for show and putt for dough in a best ball. Are you showy or are you doughy? Can't putt to save my life. Every once in a while, I'll get off a decent drive or I'll, I'll have a day where I'm consistent off the tee. So uh, I should probably start working a little bit more on my putt. <laughs> okay. My dad told me that what you should do, and I took this to heart even when I played baseball. He said, dress like a ball player, dress like a golfer, make it look like you know what you're, you can play, and then you'll fool somebody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There you go. Especially on the first tee. After that, nobody sees you. Yeah. All right. Since we are the approach shot, in your approach to life, what one rule would you say you live by? Tenacity. Mm-hmm. That would be one word, one rule. You know, you, I got everywhere in my life through my passion for what I loved doing. Uh, I wasn't supposed to be a major league baseball player. I, I just scratched and clawed my way to the top. I wasn't supposed to be a broadcaster because I wasn't a good baseball player, Mm. but I had something to say and I was diligent about it. And I feel like I'm good at what I do. Pretty proud of the fact from, you know, some kid from Oregon who doesn't know anything was literally at the top of two very, very elite um, professions. Mm -hmm. So very proud of that. Very nice. You should be. Well, and, and, you know, those Emmys staring at you probably uh, could, could remind you of that. Yeah. You know, it's a weird thing because, uh, you know, obviously I wasn't an MVP in baseball or anything like that, but yeah, the, the Emmys, the national Emmys were something that took me by surprise and, and, uh, was something that I was really proud of because that was something that I felt like I kind of climbed up from the bottom there in the broadcast world too, to, uh, get some recognition and then, uh, have people recognize that you're good at what you do. And again, uh, you are very good at what you do. You deserve everything you get, Stephen. We appreciate you spending some time with us here. Uh, hopefully, it'll help us rise to the top too. You know, if, if we have to, if we have to get our success on your back, that's cool with us. We don't care. You know. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but we want everybody to hang out because golf is a funny game, and that's coming up next. The return we've all been waiting for is finally here. UFC's most notorious icon is stepping back into the octagon this Saturday. Be sure to check out DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, for a shot to turn $1 into $257. That's right, new users can bet $1 on McGregor to win by knockout in the first round. And if he does, you'll be cashing in $257. Bet a little, win a lot. It's that simple. Hey, this is Neil Michaels, and don't forget this week's football championship games. There's plenty of football action on the DraftKings app, too. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code APPROACH when you sign up to turn $1 into $257 if McGregor wins by first-round knockout. Place your bet and watch the fists fly. That's promo code APPROACH for new players to get $257 if McGregor wins by first-round knockout. For a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 
Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. And now, it's time for... Golf is a funny game. <laughs> Back to your hosts, John Ashton and Neil Michaels. Well, once again, that was over the top, don't you think? And this segment is sponsored by DraftKings, America's premier sportsbook app. Today, John. Yes, sir. We have, he's kind of like your twin brother. He's a John. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's been in Louisville. Uh-huh. He actually sometimes calls it Louisville. He does say Louisville correctly. Uh-huh. He does. <laughs> and he's funny as as all hell. You know, and the best part about this man is he used to listen to me on the radio when he was in town. That is the most he's, questionable part about this man. He's a man of impeccable taste, you can tell. <laughs> Big John Richardson's with us today. How you doing, Big John? I am doing great. And I did listen to him because easy listening music is a lot of 70s music, and that's my jam. There you go. I don't really get into the hip-hop groove as much as I should. I like the 70s. Mm-hmm. Some Temptations. Some earth, wind, and fire. Oh, yeah. Yeah, most people say I listen to him because that woman who was on the air with him was funny. You know? That's right. <laughs> but oh, man, my favorite album is Jim Croce's Greatest Hits. Well, there you there go. You go. Right. right there. You're from Louisville. Originally, I'm from Clarksville, Tennessee. I just lived in Louisville for 20-something years. Mm-hmm. See, there's Louisville, the Ohio River, and southern Indiana. Mm-hmm. All right. And they call that whole area Kentuckiana. I just don't get that. <laughs> I just I just don't cuz I grew up in Clarksville, Tennessee, which is right next to the Kentucky state line and nobody ever called it Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> There's a disc jockey here in town, um, Gary Burbank, and when the TV station that coined the phrase Kentuckiana. He didn't want to use it because it was somebody else's signal. That So he used to call it Indiucky. <laughs> that is awesome. That is just awesome. There's definitely something about the South, isn't there? I lived in Georgia for, for 10 years myself, and there's definitely something about the South. The problem with the South is when people, non-Southerners, move to the South and think they're so much smarter than Southerners. I dated a girl in Clarksville, Tennessee from Maryland who told me at the time I was living in Louisville, I said it, I live in Louisville and I always pronounced it Louisville because when I lived in Kentucky, that's how they pronounced Louisville on basketball games, mm-hmm. the Louisville Cardinals. <laughs> it wasn't until I moved to Louisville that I learned how Louisville, Louisvillians. <laughs> that's right. It's Louisville. <laughs> you got to swallow in the middle of it. <laughs> This girl said, it's Louisville. I said, no, it's Louisville. She said, no, it's Louis, like St. Louis. I said, no, it's Louis, Louisville, like King Louis, the city was named after. So then this girl said to me, I went to the post office and asked the guy at the post office. And this when I knew I was truly dating a dumb woman. <laughs> She said, I talked to the guy at the post office, and the post office is the government, and the government is always right. (laughs) I was like, oh, she's dumb. (laughs) God sent me a sign that I was not supposed to be with her. In 1996, when the PGA Championship came to Louisville, Mm -hmm. I was working in a gift shop. And if you ever want to be intimidated, go work in the gift shop of a PGA event. Them people come through and they just throw cash around. It just doesn't make sense. (laughs) I overheard a father say to his two kids, come on, guys, you can't buy everything. I only brought a thousand dollars (laughs) today. If you don't have money, it's very intimidating to be in that gift shop because <laughs> they throw money around. And this, it was credit cards and cash, and they were just throwing it around. Yep. Thro- things was, I mean, there were things that were selling out. How many people need golf balls at a golf event? 
selling out. Yep. <laughs> Chairs, hats. The land of the $50 hat. There's a lot of money to be made at those PGA events. Mm-hmm. There was somebody's farm a couple miles away. You couldn't even go to the PGA. You went deep into the woods to somebody's farm parked on farmland and then you got on a bus and they bust you into the pga event holy cow you gotta take a greyhound to get to the <laughs> they were those big buses too man miller transportation the big buses it was the big any... ones yeah. with, with the tvs in them and everything yeah, yeah. i got on i was like hold wait 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 tell the truth right now you're not taking me to the pga this is like one of them twilight zone things isn't it <laughs> Y'all about to take me someplace I really don't want to be. That's why you try to make me feel good on this bus. <laughs> Personally, I like to walk into a room where they don't like me and make them laugh. If you're from Louisville, you can imagine how I felt walking into a bar in Palmyra, Indiana. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I made them laugh. At one point during my set, one of those good old boys looked over at his friends and said, this guy's pretty good. I thought I hit a home run. I was about to stop right then and there. Right right then and there. Nothing better. Nothing better. A 6'3 black guy with dreadlocks, pre-pandemic, walks into a store. You either think he's there to steal something because he's on drugs or he's just there to steal something, but it's not good for you. Post-pandemic, I put a mask on. Everybody's happy to see me. (laughs) (laughs) I just just don't get it. (laughs) If that's all it took, I would invent a time machine and go back and tell Martin Luther King, just put a mask on. John, appreciate it, man. And like I said... Good do not stuff. ever come to town to do anything without telling me you're coming. Definitely, definitely looking forward to it. Thank you, sir. Thank welcome. you both for putting me on. Well, we appreciate Pleasure. it. Pleasure having you, man. Thank you, man. All right. And the answer to the question going through your head right now is yes. We have more. We'll be right back. Texting enrolls you into recurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Men, want to feel younger, stronger, leaner? You don't have to slow down after 40. Frank Thomas found the secret to staying in shape with the energy and drive of his 20s. Man, you look like you could still hit it a mile. I feel great, too. What gives? After 40, men slow down. It's harder to stay in shape. Why? Our free testosterone levels drop. It happened to me. And then I found Nugenics Total T. New Nugenics Total T is our most powerful man-boosting formula ever because it boosts your free testosterone and your total testosterone. Nugenics Total T helps provide even more energy, performance, testosterone, and muscle-boosting ingredients for even better results. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T, text GRIT to 321321. Samples are not available in stores. Well, wait. When are you going to do something about it now? I got to try Nugenics Total Tea. Text GRIT to 321321 for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. That's G-R-I-T to 321321. And that is another piece of work that we refer to as the approach shot. Art, they call it. (laughs) They do. Because they're very generous. <laughs> That's right. Well, I, I just thought they were calling the wrong name. <laughs> hey, Art. No, I'm not Art. He's John. I'm Neil. No Art here. <laughs> oh, man. We just want to thank, I mean, Steve, Psycho Lions. <laughs> just the greatest and, guy. And it's nice to know that a 90-mile-an-hour fastball looks just as fast. I love that line. That sounded a little low to me. <laughs> you know, you know, I, between that and and – the story about him having that great round and then shooting a nine on yeah. the 18th <laughs> yeah. that everybody who's ever played can relate to, yes. I think, uh, just made, made me smile. Let that be I, a lesson. It just doesn't matter how, how well-known you are. Nope. You can stink up around just like <laughs> the rest of us. The golf gods do not smile on people because of who they are. When the COVID thing stops and you can actually go back out to a comedy club, check out Big John. Because oh, uh, yeah. the man's funny. The man is good guy, too. Good guy. You can catch us. uh, We have a website you should check out, approachshot.net. There's a thing called stereo. You need to go there. Um, If you don't know what this is all about, stereo is an app that you can download on your phone. And we will have a live show 
available for you to listen to and get it and be part of, ask us questions, all of that. Yeah. We're just so download the stereo app today and uh, we will um, have on social media and other places where uh, what day it's going to be and what time we'd love for you to join us. Ask us a bunch of questions. We'll ask you a bunch of questions. It's uh, like a family free for all. Certainly is. Now you can go to ApproachShot.net, hit the subscribe button on the player that's right there on the page, and this high-tech little box pops up with all the different uh, podcast players' options that you can use and subscribe on, including... Now available on iHeartRadio. Yes, indeed. So there. So we got it all covered, man. If if you're listening to us, please do listen to... uh, a couple of our other podcasts, we've had some great guests in the past, including James Blake, Ken Harvey, Joey Greco, so many great guests. And uh, if you're new to us, take a listen to those. We think you'll enjoy those as well. We certainly do. And make it a point to subscribe. Uh, leave us a review if you're of a mind to. What's more important is just come back next time, please. That's right. We'll be here. John Ashton. Neil Michaels. <laughs> and we are The Approach Shot. Thanks for being with us this week. We'll see you again next week. And remember, life is a gift. Go open it. You've been listening to The Approach Shot with the Weekend Golf Guys. If you like this week's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. And find us on the web at ApproachShot.net. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. You only want what's best for your baby. And so does BJ's. BJ's offers a variety of baby products that will take you from playtime to bath time to bedtime and beyond. Shop now through September 24th at BJ's for $3 off Johnson's, Aveeno, or Desitin baby products. Only the best will do when it comes to caring for your little ones and for parents, too. Give your baby that special care and save big at BJ's. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.